0: Chapter Sixty four of the Forty five Guardsmen by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter Sixty four. Monseigneur. At this moment another man entered the hall and came forward respectfully. "Ah! it is you, my friend," said the Burgomaster. "Myself, monsieur," replied the man. "Monseigneur," said the Burgomaster, "it is the man whom we sent to reconnoitre. At the word, Monseigneur, addressed not to the Prince of Orange, the newcomer made a movement of surprise and joy, and advanced quickly to see better who was designated by this title. He was one of those Flemish sailors of whom the type is so recognisable. Being marked a square head, blue eyes, short neck, and broad shoulders, he crushed in his large hands his woolen cap, and as he advanced he left behind him a line of wet, for his clothes were dripping with water. "'Oh, here is a brave man who has swum back,' said Monseigneur, looking at the man with his accustomed air of authority. "'Yes, Monseigneur, yes, and the Scheldt is broad and rapid,' said the sailor eagerly. "'Speak, Goes, speak,' said Monseigneur, knowing how a sailor would prize being thus called by his name. Thus, from that minute, Goes addressed himself to the unknown exclusively, although, having been sent by another, it was to him that he should have given an account of his mission. "'Monseigneur,' said he, I set out in my smallest bark and passed, by giving the word, through all our ships and reached those cursed French. Ah, pardon, Monseigneur. The stranger smiled and said, Never mind, I am but half French, so should be but half cursed. Then Monseigneur pardons me. He nodded and goes went on. While I rowed in the dark with my oars wrapped in cloth, I heard a voice crying, Hola, bark, what do you want? I thought it was to me that the question was addressed and was about to reply something or other when I heard someone cry behind me, Admiral's boat. Monseigneur looked at the council. At the same moment, continued Goeuse, I felt a shock. My bark was swamped, and I fell into the water, but the waves of the Scheldt knew me for an old acquaintance and threw me up again. It was the Admiral's boat taking Monsieur de Joyeuse on board and which had passed over me. God only knows how I was not crushed or drowned." Thanks, brave ghost. thanks, said the Prince of Orange, putting a purse into his hands. However, the sailor seemed to wait for his dismissal from the stranger, who gave him a friendly nod, which he valued more than the prince's present. Well, said Monseigneur to the burgomaster, what do you say of this report? Do you still doubt that the French are preparing? And do you believe that it was to pass the night on board that Monsieur de Joyeuse was leaving the camp for his ship? "'But you are a diviner than Monseigneur,' cried the bourgeois. "'Not more than Monseigneur the Prince of Orange, who is in all things of my opinion, I am sure. But I, like him, was well informed, and know well those on the other side, so that I should have been much astonished had they not attacked tonight. Then be ready, gentlemen, for if you give them time the attack will be serious.' "'These gentlemen will do me the justice to own,' said the Prince.' that before your arrival I held exactly the same language to them that you do now. But, said the burgomaster, why does Monseigneur believe that the attack is about to commence? Here are the probabilities. The infantry is Catholic, it will fight alone, that is, on one side. The cavalry is Calvinist, they will fight alone on the other side. The navy is under Monsieur de Joyeuse from Paris, who will hmm, take his share of the combat and the glory. That is three sides. Then let us form three corps said the burgomaster. "'Make only one, gentlemen, with all your best soldiers, and leave any of whom you may be doubtful in close fight to guard your walls. Then, with this body, make a vigorous sally when Francois least expects it. They mean to attack. Let them be forestalled and attacked themselves. If you wait for their assault, you are lost, for no one equals the French at an attack, as you, gentlemen, have no equals at defending your towns.' The Flemings looked radiant. "'What did I say, gentlemen?' said William. "'It is a great honor,' said the Unknown, "'to have been without knowing it of the same opinion "'as the greatest captain of the age.' Both bowed courteously. "'Then,' continued the Unknown, "'it is settled. "'You will make a furious sortie on the infantry and cavalry. "'I trust that your officers will so conduct it "'as to defeat your enemies.' "'But their vessels,' cried Burgomaster, "'the wind is northeast and they will be in our city in two hours.' "'You have yourselves six old ships and thirty boats at Saint-Marie. That is a mile off, is it not? That is your maritime barricade across the Scheldt.' "'Yes, Monseigneur, that is so. How do you know all these details?' Monseigneur smiled. "'I know them, as you see. It is there that lies the fate of the battle.' "'Then,' said the burgomaster, "'we must send aid to our brave seamen.' "'On the contrary. You may dispose otherwise of the four hundred men who are there, Twenty brave, intelligent, and devoted men will suffice.' The Antwerpians opened their eyes in surprise. "'Will you,' continued Monseigneur, "'destroy the French fleet at the expense of your six old vessels and thirty boats?' "'Hum,' said the Antwerpians, looking at each other, "'our ships are not so old.' "'Well, price them,' said the stranger, "'and I will pay you their value.' "'See,' said William softly to him, the men against whom i have to contend every day were it not for that i should have conquered long ago come gentlemen continued the stranger name your price but name it quickly i will pay you in bills on yourselves which i trust you will find good monseigneur said the burgomaster after a few minutes deliberation with the others we are merchants and not soldiers therefore you must pardon some hesitation for our souls are not in our bodies but in our counting houses however there are circumstances in which for the general good we know how to make sacrifices dispose then of our ships as you like ma foi monseigneur said william you have done wonders it would have taken me six months to obtain what you have done in ten minutes this then is my plan gentlemen said monseigneur the french with the admiral's galley at their head will try to force a passage Make your line long enough, and from all your boats let the men throw grappling irons, and then, having made fast the enemy's ships, set fire to all your own boats, having previously filled them with combustible materials, and let your men escape in one reserved for the purpose. Oh, cried William, I see the whole French fleet burning. Yes, the whole, then no more retreat by sea and none by land, for at the same time you must open the sluices of Malines, Berchem, lier Duffel, and Antwerp. Repulsed by you, pursued by your open dikes, enveloped on all sides by these waters unexpectedly and rapidly rising by this sea, which will have a flow but no ebb, the French will be drowned, overwhelmed, destroyed. The officers uttered a cry of joy. There is but one drawback, said the prince. What is it, Monseigneur? That it would take a day to send our orders to the different towns, and we have but an hour. And an hour is enough but who will instruct the fleet it is done by whom by me if these gentlemen had refused to give it to me i should have bought it but malines lear duffel i passed through malines and lear and sent a shore agent to duffel at eleven o'clock the french will be beaten at one they will be in full retreat at two malines will open its dykes lear and duffel their sluices and the whole plain will become a furious ocean which will drown houses fields woods and villages it is true, but at the same time will destroy the French so utterly that no one will return to France." A silence of admiration and terror followed these words. Then all at once the Flemings burst into applause. William stepped forward and, holding out his hand, said, "'Then, Monseigneur, all is ready on our side?' "'All. And stay. I believe on the side of the French also.' And he pointed to an officer who was entering. "'Gentlemen,' cried the officer. We have just heard that the french are marching toward the city to arms cried the burgomaster to arms cried all one moment gentlemen cried monseigneur i have to give one direction more important than all the rest speak cried all the french will be surprised it will not be a combat nor even a retreat but a flight to pursue them you must be lightly armed no cuirasses more bleu it is your cuirasses, in which you cannot move, which have made you lose all the battles you have lost. No cuirasses, gentlemen. We will meet again in the combat. Meanwhile, go to the place of the Hotel de Ville, where you will find all your men in battle array. Thanks, Monseigneur, said William. You have saved Belgium and Holland. Prince, you overwhelm me. Will your highness consent to draw the sword against the French? asked the prince. I will arrange as to fight against the Huguenots replied the unknown, with a smile which his more sombre companion might have envied. End of chapter sixty four, recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.